0: This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of the Bartholomew Town Podcast. I'm Bill Bartholomew. Today, we return to our recurring series Inside Rhode Island Public Health presented by Commonwealth Care Alliance Rhode Island. My guest today is Dr. Jim McDonald, the interim director of the Rhode Island Department of Health for what I framed as a conversation on where we're at with (laughs) COVID-19. You know what I mean? Which is completely different than where we were 6 months ago, certainly a year or two ago obviously. So I wanted to get a sense of of the Department of Health's perspective on things at this moment because look, there's a lot of media reports out there that are suggesting we're seeing an increase in cases there is renewed chatter locally about concern in certain pockets. I personally know some people who have had it, and um, in in the last week or so, and have had monoclonal antibodies. And look, it's 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 clearly an interesting moment where the pandemic is now an endemic, and it has shifted outside of the general purview of our day to day lives. But we also have this sort of look over your shoulder approach where some voices are suggesting that it's not over and there's still some reason to be concerned or, or incorporate COVID into your planning in terms of events, in terms of, of whatever it is that you do in your day-to-day life. So I just wanted to check in with the Depart- Department of Health and, and get a sense of what's going on, right? I mean, not not from like a fear-oriented standpoint, but just like, where are they at with it? How is this being managed, and, and how is this different in a significant way from where we were maybe two months ago? And there are some specific things in terms of metrics and how things are reported out and in terms of treatability and in terms of variance. So, very pleased to have Dr. McDonald here on Inside Public Health. Remember, you can send me an email anytime, bill at ripodcast.com, or tweet at me, at bill Bartholomew. I'll be happy to take your questions and deliver them to the appropriate newsmaker or panelist as we move forward here in election year 2022. But for today, Inside Rhode Island Public Health, presented by Commonwealth Care Alliance Rhode Island. Inside Rhode Island Public Health is brought to you by Commonwealth Care Alliance Rhode Island. Commonwealth Care Alliance, or CCA, is a multi-state integrated care system influencing innovative models of complex care nationwide. CCA's Uncommon Care Model focuses on sustainable and evidence-based healthcare breakthroughs that improve the health and well-being of people with significant needs and is consistently recognized as one of the best models in the country at identifying and serving traditionally hard-to-reach individuals. CCA is excited to bring Uncommon Care to Rhode Islanders with a range of Medicare Advantage plans. To learn more, visit www.commonwealthcarealliance.org backslash Rhode Island. All right, so welcoming in Dr. McDonald, the uh, the person at the top of the Rhode Island Department of Health right now, and um, certainly someone who is, became a statewide celebrity of sorts during COVID-19's um, peak, if you will, and, you know, I think that the moment right now is is an interesting one. There's certainly people who are becoming infected with COVID-19 still, people who are having monoclonal, monoclonal antibody treatments. It's still out there. At the same time, things have shifted in the way that the Department of Health is reporting COVID-19 and just the general public consciousness. So I suppose at this moment, doctor, what, where are we at with COVID-19 in a very vague and general sense? What's your take?
0: Yeah, Bill, I think that's that's really where we need to land right now. Like, it's interesting. If I just bring you back a little over two years ago, we were dealing with this unknown unknown, you know, and it was really this nebulous issue about this pandemic that's coming. And, you know, if you really think about where we were two years ago, it was about we were hoping for not many cases. We were hoping for maybe a vaccine someday. We we're hoping for maybe treatment someday, but like, that's where we were over two years ago. Where we are now is it's a preventable treatable disease, and it's controllable. And, you know, in a nutshell, where we are now is where we wanted to land. Uh, You know, I would have preferred to have landed with much less cases, much less people in the hospital, much less people dying. Um, But we're, you know, dealing locally and nationally with a preventable, treatable, controllable disease like every other disease that we deal with. This one just happens to be more prevalent right now than most. You know, so this is part of why we still talk about it. Although, admittedly, we don't talk about it as much as as we used to, and and I think sometimes people are just sort of tired of talking about the whole thing. Um, I think part of the reason they're tired of talking about it is because it's all we talked about for two and a half years.
1: Yeah, it's all we lived with. Every single day, every single decision was tied to COVID nineteen. What's what's your advice for for folks right now? As obviously things have returned "quote unquote" to to a lot of normalcy. Anyway, there still are indoor events. You know, I was just at an event at the Vets last week and I noted, I was like, wow, this is the first time I've been here since the barrage of, of what seemed like 500 days in a row of press conferences inside the Vets, but really no one was wearing a mask. There was no vaccine check, nothing like that. So are we really at a point where it's kind of okay to just go back to normal without having even to look over your shoulder in terms of COVID at all? Or is there something that that people should be doing Um, at least in this moment where we're seeing a little bit of a resurgence in cases.
0: Yeah, I think it is interesting you talk about that. Like, it's, it's interesting. Like, when I went back to places, too, it almost felt wrong to be walking in places without a mask. Yeah. And it just felt unnatural. It was funny. I remember once even just going into Whole Foods and... It was just so crowded, but it was just like that was the first time I was back shopping in person. And, you know, when I I go to events now, it just feels a little odd. And so here's what, you know, where we're saying, you know, this is now an endemic disease. We're going to be living with this for the foreseeable future. So it's endemic, meaning we got to live with it, right? So you're going to see periodic, you know, ups and downs of cases. You know, I expect we're going to see another little peak in cases um, by May 21st. I think we're going to see an increase in hospitalizations. By Memorial Day, but it's not going to be anything like what we've seen in the past. In other words, you're going to see it. It's kind of like being on a little kiddie roller coaster. There's, you know, little ups and downs, but no thrills. And I think that's what the pandemic's going to look like. Our endemic plan is going to look like prevent, detect, and treat. And, you know, one of the things we're talking about is how do you prevent, how do you detect, and how do you treat? And you know, how you prevent is, gosh, we want people up to date in your vaccine. That's where I am. The, you know, be in well-ventilated spaces, Wear a mask when you need to. Like as we see cases going up right now, like we will this week, you'll see me in public wearing a mask when I'm indoors from time to time, if it's a crowded place. Like I'm going to go to a cross the street at the State House tonight at a, at a, you know, testifying. You know, there's a lot of people going to be there. I'm probably going to wear a mask when I'm not talking because I just don't want to be exposed. You know, when we talk about detect of COVID you know people need to remember that you know what if you're sick you just don't go to work you don't go out and do stuff and you know you get tested right away we talk about treatment you know you know Bill this is a treatable disease in other words we want you to stay home when you're sick you know but we also need to know that you know Paxlova it's a drug it works it's out there Um, we got medicine for you that's a pill that's not too bad we still have the intravenous bebtilevimab the monoclonal antibodies but you know this is a treatable disease you know it's sort of like strep throat. You can get swabbed in your doctor's office, get a rapid result, and then get a prescription for penicillin, and, you know, you go back to your life. And I think COVID's going to become like strep throat. It's just a regular disease where we live with it. And admittedly, some people are going to end up in the hospital. Some people are going to pass away. It's obviously more serious than strep throat. But, but the infrastructure to treat it, you know, is building and getting back towards normal. You know, and so one of the things I'd say to people on Rhode Island is if you want to go back to your life, I'd go back to your life and, and try to do what you can do and just, you know, look like, hey, am I up to date with my vaccine? Maybe I should carry a mask with me if it's a crowded space. If I have symptoms, I shouldn't be going outside. I should get tested. And you know what? If I do get COVID, I'm going to see if I can get some treatment for it. That's how I'm living with it.
1: In terms of the, the reporting mechanics, there was a shift a few weeks ago where percent positive was no longer going to be reported that's probably, I'm guessing, to do with the fact that many people are using at-home tests or not testing at all. Things have shifted in that sense. What's the best barometer for people to look to in terms of just being aware that, hey, you know, this might be a moment where things are spiking. A lot of people have, for whatever reason, come to distrust media reports. (laughs) And so is there any public health metrics that people should be aware of?
0: Yeah, you know, we did stop publicly reporting percent positive for the reasons you said. There's so much home testing and there's you know, we're only testing symptomatic people now. It just wasn't a reliable number anymore. So the case rate is still something you can use as a barometer. You know, when it goes up, there's obviously more cases. When it's going down, there's obviously Less, but it's one of those things where we still know we're not having as many cases that we're capturing because a lot of people are doing home testing. I look at the hospitalization numbers. To me, that's the barometer that I track. And I, I look at people, you know, in the hospital with and those from COVID, you know, because sometimes people are just there because there's cases in the community. Some people are admitted just because, you know, they actually have COVID. And our hospitalization numbers lately have been pretty good. I expect they're going to go up over the next couple of weeks. Um, But I think we're going to be able to handle it as a system. But part of why I follow the hospitalization numbers is that's something that I can consistently follow from the beginning of the pandemic to the worst part of the pandemic in Martin Luther King Day of 22, and even to where I am now. So the hospitalization numbers are what I look
1: at. Last area here, and I I guess it's somewhat interpretive. Um, When you, now that we're at, at this point, you know, I remember there was a day where I asked Governor Raimondo, then Governor Raimondo, do you ever think you're going to walk out on this stage and say, folks, the pandemic's over? You know, we can move on. We, we may never have that announcement, obviously, because we're in endemic form. You, the semantics are that the pandemic's over. But what, how has this changed your approach to public health in general and in terms of communicating information? The last two, two years and change, how has it kind of reinformed the way that you are looking at this, this broad area of public health?
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Bill. I, you know, it's it, the pandemic wound down a little bit anticlimactically, that there was no party, no celebration, and yet, and no one came out and said it's done. On the other hand, we moved to the endemic state, and it really there wasn't any announcement about that. It just happens. But I think when I think about how we deal with the public now, one of the things I think about, Bill, is that the public is different now than they were two and a half years ago, because the public went through a shared population trauma. So one of the things I'm just very cognizant of is that. When I talk to the public, I'm dealing with people who've been through a shared population trauma. You know, I live in a state with 1.1 million perceptions, and perceptions are purposely personal. And the reality of it is, as people have gone through this shared population trauma, they're all coming through it with their different perceptions. So part of what I'm trying to do is I try to explain things as honestly and simply as I can, tell people what is known also what is unknown, and then kind of just give common sense advice about where we're going forward. But one of the things I'm very cognizant of, and this is something that kind of worries me a little bit, is that the public has a lot of voices in their ears, and I think the public is having a hard time understanding who's the voice of truth and here's the voice of a hidden agenda. Because um, quite frankly, I want to be a voice of truth, but there's many voices of hidden agendas out there. And this is one of those things where I think it's actually a threat to the public health, is people, you know, just hearing, you know, voices where people are trying to manipulate them. So that's part of why at the Department of Health, I really try to be a voice of truth, give people the best advice I can, and we work together
1: to solve problems. Dr. McDonald, Rhode Island Department of Health, always a pleasure, and, and congratulations on navigating us to this point of... Renewed outlook on COVID nineteen as compared to certainly a year ago or certainly two years ago, no question about it.
0: Thank you, Bill. Have a good. Keep up the great. Rhode Island's podcast of record, B Town.